Judges. You'll find Joshua, and in turn you'll find Judges. Judges chapter 1. Judges chapter 1, historically, and I've always been a novel reader. Um, the Old Testament really does read like a novel. And interesting chapter. There's at least, at least two real good that, that I've, that they haven't been good because I've preached them, but it's just been good because, man, it's just a lot in here. And uh, there's at least two good sermons that a person could pull out of, this, out of these scriptures. And uh, I won't preach them both today. Maybe I'll preach one and a half is, is what I'll do. Um, let me say that uh, I'm still getting a bunch of cards, and thank you. I'll read, uh, I'll read a few of these. I can't, don't have time to read them all. Um, this is from Bob and Brenda Pease over at the Centralia Branch. Uh, Hi, Pastor Mark and Kay, keeping you close in our thoughts and prayers. We've been really enjoying your sermon series on Never Stop Improving. It has been such an encouragement to Bob and I. You continue to be such a, a source of hope and inspiration to your Orchardville Church family as you fight your own personal battles. You are a blessing to us, and we love you guys. And again, Bob and Brenda Peace. Also, it's from uh, Fairfield Branch. Tracy and Angie Bunting, uh, Pastor Mark and Kay, Tracy and I seen this and it made us laugh. Uh, hope you enjoy it too. It's a dog chasing a Frisbee and he swallows it whole and the Frisbee's inside of him. Uh, continued prayers for you and Kay. Love you guys, uh, Tracy and Angie Bunting. Also, and I've got 10 cards here. Uh, this is from Mike and Nina Sands, um, Centralia Branch. Uh, we've been going there for six years. We love it there. Pastor Steve and Jennifer are really good and make us feel loved. And you are very strong to go through what you are. And I know you will get well. Nothing is too hard for God. He can do more than we can think or ask. We are agreeing with you and Kay for healing. And uh, on and on these cards go. And I've mentioned this before. I can do without the cards. But I can't do without the love that's behind these cards and in these cards. That's what's important, and that's what's valuable to me. All right, let's read our scripture. Judges chapter 1, starting with verse 1. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? Because there were 12 tribes. Who's going to lead the charge? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, come up with me into my lot that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with you into your lot. So Simeon went with him. Judah went up and the Lord delivered. Say that with me. Judah went up and the Lord delivered. Do it one more time. Judah went up. And the Lord delivered. He delivered from the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand, and they slew of them in Bezek 10,000 men. And they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek, and they fought against him, and they slew him and the Canaanites and the Perizzites. 
And Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued after him, and they, cut, they caught him and cut off his thumbs and his big toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings having their thumbs and their great toes that I have cut off have also gathered their meat under my table. As I have done, so God has done unto me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. Let's learn from the history of this and the spiritual application of this uh, this morning. Father, take the words that we will speak, and I am believing, God, that there are going to be health and life to those that receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Trivia question of the day. Judah means what? Praise, Karen says real loud. Praise. When God said Judah shall go up, he was saying praise shall go up. That will bring the deliverance. Oh, come, come sorrow and pain and agony and the old hee-haw song. What was that song? How'd that go? Yeah, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Oh. Here's the sad thing. A lot of Christians act that way. And God says praise is supposed to come out of our mouth. And the reason being, if one can put a thousand to flight, Two, you would think, would put 2,000 to flight. That's not so. It quantum leaps up. One puts 1,000 to flight. The quantum leap works for this and, and the power, and that factors in. Two will put 10,000 to flight. It's not times two. It's times 10. So the value of everybody coming together, how great is that? One reason Orchardville Church is important for you is fellowship. You can get together. Look at a map in the back of your Bible, and a good map will show the truth of what I'm about to say. It will show the 12 tribes and how the land was parceled out to each tribe. The land of Judah, they got bigger inheritance than anyone. And in the middle of that, it's like there's a piece of landlocked land, or there's a circle in the middle of Judah. And that belonged to Simeon. Simeon, because of their ancestors, had done things so wickedly before God, God said, well, you're cut off. No inheritance will belong to you or your children. And when Moses give out the inheritance, or, or Joshua give out the inheritance of the land to each one of the tribes, Simeon's left out. Judah had a huge portion. Judah said, come up with us into my lot. Come up to us into my inheritance and where you will not be left homeless, but you will have a home. You know, thank God Jesus did the same thing to each and every one of us. We who are without inheritance, we who are cut off from God, Jesus Christ brought us unto his own because of what he done on Calvary. I want unchurched people to be able to see the love of Jesus in this place when they show up here. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the Bible says, is a friend of sinners. Thank God. Thank God. Because if he wasn't, where would that put me? Not at a very good place. Simeon, he has heard, is what Simeon means. Judah means praise. 
He has heard our praise. Sometimes you got to have a sacrifice of praise. Man, when things ain't working well and your refrigerator don't have any food in it, hey, sometimes you got to sacrifice a praise to God. I don't feel like praising God today, Lord, but I'll, I'll give you a praise anyway. It's a sacrifice of praise. The pottery that goes into the kiln, when they bring it out and it cools down, what the pottery worker does, the potter reaches over and he thumps that which has came out of the kiln. If it goes thud, he puts it back in the kiln. Starts to fire up again. Brings it back out and he thumps it and it goes thud. He puts it back in again. When he brings it out and he thumps it and it goes ring. He knows it's done. Don't, here's the point. Don't gripe. Sing. Don't be a hard head or you go, keep going through the, what you're going through forever. God will say, well, he ain't, he ain't learned anything yet. Back in he goes. Thud because you're a dud. Thud because you're a dud. Thud because you're a dud. And then when he hits and it rings, then you know, hey, we're getting somewhere now. We're getting somewhere. King Hezekiah, when he would go into battle, what he would do, he would put the praise team out first. And I thought, if we ever got into a physical battle, that's what I would do. I'd put Carlin and all the praise team out first. <laughs> go get them. This message today is about making a choice. Either you choose to live in praise and forgiveness, or you live in revenge, and I want to get that person back. How are you going to live? Here's learning from an old law. The old law is you reap what you sow. Let me add to that. You reap later than you sow. Let me add to that. You reap more than you sow. And the book of Judges is so similar today. There was no king in Israel. That's how I feel today in America. On Capitol Hill, we pay 535 clunkheads to get us in this mess. When, I, when we could put 535 women that know how to stretch a dollar and put them on Capitol Hill, we'd be far better off. We would. I mean, once their allotment of shoes would be all bought up, then it would be from then on, go, let's go forward. <clears throat> what else there in, in the book of Judges in Israel at that time? People did what was right in their own eyes. That seems like America today. What else? God's people can't seem to work together. I see that all the time and it breaks my heart. What else? People are in bondage and in addiction to so many things. I hear this from time to time. Preacher, I'll preach on something and they'll just say, I just can't see how that could be wrong. And here you're, you're got it, you've hit it right on the head. I just can't see. That's the problem. For about three weeks now, up in my study, in the mornings, I'd go up there and I would grab this bottle and pop this cap off. 
and I'd spray my glasses, and I've got two different rags. One is to really to soak up the excess. I put that back in the drawer, and I take another rag out, and it cleans it off real nice. Man, that ain't very clean. That ain't very clean. Ah, I just, give it, I just give up. Put it back on. For weeks. Open up the drawer uh, Friday, I think it was, a little bit further than usual, and I seen this. And, you know, I have my glasses on, and I seen this, and it says, lens cleaner. <laughs> what? So with my glasses on, I look at this, and it's pine smell room spray. <laughs> but see, I always had my glasses off when I grabbed it, and I just never... <clears throat> you know, what are you cleaning your glasses with? What are you cleaning your life with? What is the, clean, the cleansing agent of your life? If it's something that comes from TV or from what Oprah's told you, there's no wonder there's a lot of streaks going on. No wonder you can't see right. No wonder whatever the preacher said, oh, I just can't abide by that. That old law, you reap what you sow. Adonai Bezak fell into the same trap that he had laid for 70 other kings. If you sow evil, you will reap evil. If you sow good things, you will reap good things. And I believe that to the bottoms of my boots. I believe that. In the book of Esther, Haman is hanged upon the very gallows he built for Mordecai. What he meant for harm to that guy, it boomeranged back and hit him right in the head. Jacob deceives his father Isaac by wrapping wool around his arm. And years later, his son deceives him by a wool coat. The very deception he laid out for his father happened to him. I believe we will be loved the same way we love. I believe we'll be criticized the same way we criticize. I believe we'll be treated the way we treat others. I believe we'll be honored the way we honor others. Some years ago, I was drywalling a church, and there was three guys that was there in that building. I was taking a break, and they happened by. It was on a main, that church was on a main drag, and there was always people happening, or that was, that was stopping in, talking with me, and got to talking about a certain preacher. And somebody made reference, and they mentioned the boy's name. I can't remember who he was. But they said, every Sunday morning, that young kid breaks his neck to go get his pastor a bottle of water. And they said, I just don't know what I think about that. What's he trying to prove? And I said, I just, I mean, they're talking. And I figured, you know, I might as well talk too. <laughs> I said, guys, here's my two cents. Someday there'll be somebody with a breakneck speed bringing him water. This church loves its pastor, for the most part. <laughs> I always know when I'm people's pastor when I say no. Like when I turned 16, and I had that 340 Dodge, uh, 
duster. Nice. I wish I had that car. <laughs> I was the greatest. I was the greatest. I was the greatest brother going. As long as I was running Greg or Kim or Natalie or Justine, wherever they wanted to go. But the moment I said no, well, we hate you. And that's when I know whether I'm somebody's pastor or not. Not when I tell you yes, when I tell you no. When I tell you no. And something that I mentioned here a few weeks ago, uh, you can ask my wife or my kids. They do have never heard me sit around and talk and badmouth other preachers. I've refused to do that. You know why? I don't want to be badmouthed. The critic is criticized. The lover is loved, the hater is hated, the slanderer is slandered, and the helper is helped. And the Bible said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Adonai Bezek, his name means Lord Lightning. I believe it's how he struck his opponent, like with a blitzkrieg, just immediately, and he was there. And that man had taken, has now without a throne, and he had taken 70 kings, and he had dethroned them. They grab Adonai Bezek, his hands, and they cut off both thumbs. That'd be bad. Now I sound like my wife. That's... Uh, that's Captain Obvious stuff there. Well, yeah, it'd be bad. <laughs> then they grab his feet, and they cut off both of his feet. And then they drag him to Jerusalem and chain him underneath a table. Why would they do that? He had done that to 70 other kings, and then it happened to him. The reason they did that there was usually a channel that was dug underneath the table, and they kept wild dogs underneath the table, massive tables. And when they get through with their scraps, they just throw them down in that channel where them wild dogs were at. But instead of wild dogs, they put Adonai Bezek underneath there, and he lived off the scraps. Why did that happen? Because he had done that to 70 other men. Now, there's a few things that I want to bring home just clear as a bell. Number one, the enemy wants to dethrone every person here. He ain't happy that you're saved and on your way to heaven. He wants to try to disrupt that. He wants to try to make your journey as miserable as it can possibly be. And you know how that happens? I believe it happens through compromise. When Christian people are willing to compromise their beliefs. And here's the sad truth. There are, people, there, are, there are beliefs that people used to have 20 years ago, they no longer have them. The reason being, compromise. In Judges chapter 2, verse 2, make no covenant with the people of this land. Throw down their idols. Why did God say that? Because if you don't, you'll compromise. You'll compromise. Samson was to be Israel's great deliverer. You know the very first words out of Samson's mouth, what it says? Here it is. Not, I am 
Israel's deliverer. I am going to beat the Philistines. No, the first words out of his mouth is, and here's where his trouble started. Here's where it began. Here's where it wound up. It's what ended his life. Here it is. I saw a woman. He's not got his view on what God's calling is for his life. No, I saw a woman. And from there, his life went downhill. Instead of marrying within his own tribe and within his own, uh, the Israelite, no, he had to do his own thing and go his own way, and it caused heartache in his life. Years ago, Kay and I, another couple, was in Indianapolis, and I saw something that just broke my heart. I saw a man downtown and his torso, I mean, to his belly, on down into a wastebasket, him grubbing for food, and he, and he reached up out of there, and he had half a hamburger, and you would have thought with a smile on his face that he had, he had, he had, had a $100 bill. And he just started eating that hamburger with, with everything that was within him. And I've got a picture in my office right now, not of a man, but of, of a woman. And you can tell that she's homeless, and she's reaching down, and she's reaching down into, because I preached this before one time, and somebody had bought me this. They found it online. But she's reaching down into a wastebasket, into a barrel, looking for something, looking to something to eat. And think about how the numbers, millions of people in the world, how the devil puts them through hell. Puts them through hell. The enemy wants to disarm you. See, if you have a thumb, if you had a thumb and a little finger, I mean, I had an uncle, had a thumb and a little finger, and he got along pretty decent. But if you ain't got no thumb, and you're not trying to hang on to your sword, it wouldn't take much to dislodge that. And that's why they did it. Because if the man ever escaped, he could never really fight against the kingdom because he didn't have any thumbs. This is why you hear me say it all the time. Read two chapters a day. You need the Word of God in your life. It's the Word of God. You need that in your life. And the enemy wants to disarm you from that to where you never have that in your life. The Bible says of one of King David's mighty men that his hand stuck to the sword even though he was weary in battle. And maybe he would not put it down because it was his choice. Maybe he should not put it down because the enemy was close. Maybe he could not put it down because his fingers had pried around it so much they were just like paralyzed around it. Hebrews 10, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. The enemy wants to disable you. He wants us without big toes because without big toes, there's no balance. I heard a man at Centralia Branch one time. He didn't tell me, but it got back to me. And he said, they're serving, they're serving coffee in the foyer. Well, if that's that man's message, no coffee in the foyer, he's out of balance. If your message is the kind of clothes that everybody ought to wear, you're you out of balance. 
If your message is the kind is, is the hairdo, and you never hear me preach on that, you'll never hear me preach on hair. I just don't do it. <laughs> For two reasons. Number one, because right here. Number two, 20 years ago, I told Kay, Kay, I like the color and the length of your hair. And she just smiled at me. The next day, she went and had it all cut off and had it colored, different color. <laughs> so from that day till now, and you can ask her, I never comment on her hair. <laughs> she refused to do it. And here's her comment. Well, I had the appointment made. Big deal. <clears throat> There's, I've already mentioned, you really know if you're somebody's pastor or not when you tell them no. I've, there was a woman out here in the foyer one time, and she, it was October, and preacher, they're selling pumpkins. Or you're giving pumpkins away. What are you going to do about that? I said, well, I'm going to get a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, but what, what pumpkins represent? And I said, no, we ain't going there. Well, I ain't getting in that kind of nonsense. I ain't going to do it. Had another woman right out here in the foyer. Seemed like it's always a woman, but I don't know. Uh, right out here in the foyer, she said, I want you to look up to God. I said, well, what for? These Easter eggs, look up to God and tell him that this is the right thing to do. I said, I ain't going there. We got bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. If you have a word of prophecy for this church, what I tell each and every one of you, write it down, give it to me, I'll look it over, and if I feel that it goes to this church, I will give it to this church. The same goes for Centralia Branch, give to Steve Up Church. Fairfield Branch, give to Joe DiMaggio. No more than I would allow someone who I didn't know or didn't trust to get up and preach from behind this pulpit. I'm just not going to let anybody and everybody flap their gums because they want to from out in the congregation. Well, I don't know if I like that. Well, if I was living in rebellion, I wouldn't like it either. If a person has a message in tongues and interpretation, listen, it's what the Bible says. In a church service, he that gives a message in tongues is he that must interpret. So you better be ready to interpret. And if you're not, shouldn't give it. Furthermore, the Bible says, know them that labor among you. And I'm not real keen on the idea of somebody walking in this church, never been here before, or nobody knows them, and they're just going to give a word from God because they've got a word from God, maybe, maybe not. Just because somebody says that, don't make it so. Boy, you seem stiff as taffy. Just because somebody says that, don't make it so. I had a guy sitting right back there near the back. He came up. I was sitting over here on the front, and he goes, I got a word from God for this church. And I looked at, up at him, because oh, I, I was sitting down, I think, and he came up, and I looked up, and I said, well, no, you don't, because I don't really know who you are. No, I've got a word. I said, no, here's a word. Go sit down. 
And he did, and I never seen him again. And what I've mentioned to different people before, I'm sure that there is some church somewhere that would love to have you in attendance. You're kind of rough. Not really. Not really. I just do believe that God has set up um, boundaries, and without them, the church goes into error. <clears throat> it's amazing to me that people that can't get their own crowd will come to here where we put 27 years in and will leech off me because they can't get a crowd of their own. There you go. That's something to think about. Something else that'll help you stay balanced. Faithfulness and love. Galatians 5. Faith works by love. And love will produce loyalty. Thank God for that. People have said this to me. They've said it to Steve. And unfortunately, I'm sure eventually somebody will say it to Joe. Well, we've come back to Orchardville. We couldn't find the church we liked any better. And it's like, oh, thank God. Thank God. How would it work, how well would it work for me if I told Kay, well, I've been looking around for a few weeks, and it seems like that I'll just stick with you. <laughs> think that worked very good? I don't think so. I don't think so. And yet, the asinine comment, Someone will make. Well, I've been looking at other churches. We've been, we've been looking around, and well, we don't really can't see we like anything better. So, you know, here we are, we're back. Praise God. Whoo! You gotta love people. You gotta love people. If this church is going to be your home church, be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. The enemy wants to debase you. Seventy kings have been dethroned. Seventy kings that had their thumbs cut off. Seventy kings that had their big toes cut off. Seventy kings had been chained underneath a massive table and fed food scraps. And it happened to Adonai Bezak. Like a boomerang. Came right back on him. Some in this audience will know who I speak of. Rab King, a guy who years ago, if you traveled Route 15 from Wayne City to Fairfield, you've seen Rab walking. Um, I knew of Rab because of, of, well, Grandma, she had told me different things about Rab, uh, about how at one time he, he worked for and how he had airline, he had a, a, a plane uh, license to fly a plane um, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas. Mom would fix up a big plate of food, and Dad and the girls would usually, Dad and the girls, they would run, drive that over to Rab and give him that plate of food. The guy would sleep in wintertime in his bathtub with blankets this high on top of him with a single bulb light hanging down right above him. 
for what little heat that he could get off that bulb. And I'd pick up Rab a dozen times and give him a ride back and forth. He was always walking to Sims Tavern. And the last time I saw Rab, seen him outside, he's sitting outside there in his front lawn. And I dropped in, talked with him a little bit, and I said, Rab, one of these days, I mean, you may not want me to bring this up, but one of these days, you're going to stand before God. And everything could be different in your life. Everything could change. All you got to do is say you want Jesus as your Savior. And Rab, off in the distance to the south, was a train. And it was like he didn't even hear me. That train's going somewhere. I said, yeah, it's going somewhere. And we talked a little bit more, and he'd say, that train's going somewhere. That's the last words I ever heard that guy say. That train, it's going somewhere. And it was just like, no matter what I said, couldn't get through to that guy. That train, it's going somewhere. I talked to an old man at Sisney Manor and somebody asked me to go speak to him and he told me he worked up north, northern Illinois and he's talking about all the people that he'd beat up in the prime of his life and he's telling me about how strong he was in his left hand, how many people he'd knocked out in his right hand. And he said something, something really corny and about how he had this hand named something and this hand was named, I don't remember now what it was, but and I said, well, do you have any names for him now? And he lifted up his left hand. It was shaken. He said, this one's worthless. And this one's good for nothing. And I said, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you could go to heaven. And that man, laying in bed, turned his back toward me and he was just facing the wall. And he goes, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I left. And I thought, just how the devil can ruin people's lives, just way that, and this is his, the wiles of the enemy, about how that he will take things from you. He will steal from you, rob from you. And Jesus Christ does exactly the opposite. He wants to give us eternal life. Give us eternal life. He wants to give us eternal life. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you, God, for one more time of being able to preach your gospel. The enemy is a thief. And God forbid that someone could come to this church and hear your message and refuse it or reject it. God forbid that happen. I ask and pray that the Holy Spirit would open up the heart of every person here. God, just open their heart up to where they see what I'm saying. 
where they get what I'm saying. Well, they understand that, yes, Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, suffered, bled, and died on a cruel cross to pay man's debt. And God would say, I receive this finished work for salvation. And that where all we've got to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me. I receive you as Savior and Lord in my life. You've made it so plain. You've made it so easy. God, let people see that today. For someone that's not asked Jesus to be their Savior, let them see that today. And today would be their day of days. And they would never forget it. The day that Jesus Christ broke through the darkness and the sin of my life. And I said yes to you. My only hope The reason I can stand Comes from the blood that flows from Delphi's hand. I will not fear, for you will never change. Now at the cross. Cross that bears your day.
has washed my guilt and shame. Washed my guilt and shame. My Jesus. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.